For a time, we tried to contact him by radio, but no response. to episode 11 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. You know, there's been a lot of talk going around of the best tag team in the world with professional wrestling, and today you get to tune in to the best tag team of the podcast world with your boys Chris and Steve riding solo dolo this week after having the other two Marks join us the past couple <laughs> weeks, Donald and Jason. So we're going to bring ton of ton of stuff to you this week, jam-packed week full of stuff. Chris, how was your week? What went on? What'd you do? What didn't you do? It was a jam-packed week. Lots of stuff going on. Um, I really enjoyed taking advantage of the nice weather uh, earlier in the week. Got the Christmas decorations up outside. A little early. Didn't plug them in yet, but they're up, and now that's one less thing to do. Yeah, I think I finally caved into that whole idea. Uh, 2020's been such a shitty year with everything that's gone on. I, I you know, might as well put up some Christmas decorations, get some holiday cheer. You know, I do I do like sitting in the house with all the lights on, you know, Christmas lights lit up, mantle lit up, railing lit up, like just sitting there in the dark with the lights on mm-hmm. and just, you know, something about it. So I think we, we're going to put that stuff up today after we're done recording the podcast and, and get into that. So I think it's called ADD. And you just sit there and look at the look at the lights twinkling. It's just like you know, sit down, crack open a beer or whiskey, whatever you know, a little colder, so maybe get a little amaretto sipper to, to, to sip on, you know, and just kick your feet up, relax, and um, try to enjoy what's left of this shitty year. Yeah, the sooner this is over, the better. Unbelievable, right? And it only got better this week. With unfortunately a big loss in entertainment world of Alex Trebek. Yeah, what a living legend, yeah. right? There's not much to say that hasn't already been said. Everybody from all over and all walks of life have been tweeting out and putting stuff on social media for you know thanking Alex Trebek and everything else. Um, the man truly was a was an icon and a living legend. And um, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, they better protect Betty White. They absolutely better. Let her get through this year, please. Her birthday's in, like, the first week of January. I know. Just let her her get through this year, you know. Um, But, yeah, sad loss in in the world of entertainment with Alex Trebek. So, you might not even have anybody in mind, but, you know, two names that keep coming up that I've read this week are... Ken Jennings, you know, to replace Alex. I don't think he's the right choice just because I think he's a little dry. But then the one that I've really been seeing the petition going for is LeVar Burton. And I think that makes an interesting, at least an interesting name in the mix. So to me, I know Jeopardy is uh, an American staple as far as regular televised programming, along with, you know, Will of Fortune mm-hmm. and so many other shows. I don't see how you go on without having Alex Trebek. I think just like just like you don't I don't see you doing Will of Fortune without Pat Sajak. Like yeah. to me it's one of those things where it's like it'll never be the same. It'll never be as good. That's you know I know like when Johnny Carson went off there, it was like, Well, how are you gonna replace Johnny Carson? And mm-hmm. Jay Leno came in and it was like 
well, how are you going to replace Jay Leno? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to replace these people as they retire and grow older and everything else. But I don't know, something about Jeopardy, it's just like, I'd rather it come to an end. You know, Trebek, one of the things he did, he recorded new episodes, a lot, you know, that'll go through until Christmas. Okay. So, as a Christmas present to all of us, we get to to watch him all the way through Christmas. Nice. You know, shout out to him, you know, prayers and thoughts go out to his family and that. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. I just don't think it's one of those things that you can watch again and not think, ah, this isn't the same. Yeah. I mean, because I, th- I think the same thing, you know, when Bob Barker passed away, you know, and retired, he retired first, then uh, he passed away, but... Whenever he left and Drew T- Carey took over, I was like, I'm not going to watch it the same way. And it yeah. really doesn't hit the same way as it did when we were kids. It, it and... doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, Price is Right was always my favorite growing yeah. up. But yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. We'll see what those two, you know, those two names. Some, maybe a Dark Horse candidate comes out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely won't be the same after... Decades and decades of of one man holding the holding the the fort down and steering the ship. Yeah. Now speaking of game shows, um, ABC has actually ordered Celebrity Wheel of Fortune to its lineup. You know they already have so many. They brought back Supermarket Sweep this year. They have Card Sharks. They have uh, Match Game and a few others. The one thing I was worried about was who's gonna run the show because you know I wasn't sure if Pat Sajak and Vanna White could join the show, being probably contracted. You know, the syndicated version. Pat Sajak and Vanna White did announce this week that they are going to host it. So, you know, the continuation of their celebrities will be on the show. And they will play for their charities of their choice and potentially went up to $1 million. So, I think that's an interesting premise for a show. Not a bad idea. I mean, you know, when I think of game shows and celebrities, I automatically think of Hollywood Squares. Okay. Or Thousand... uh, Pyramid. Pyramid. Um, I think of like Celebrity Family Feud now. That's real. That's been popular the past couple years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I was a fan of game shows growing up. Uh, you know, glad to see them coming back to to main network television channels and not just on the game show network. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, you got to get creative with your programming now. I know a lot of things get recycled, and we're seeing that with you know even with toys and everything else. Like what's old is new again. You know, mullets are back in. Who would have known that mullets would be back? <laughs> I haven't like, seen that. Out of all the trends, <laughs> freaking mullets are back in. You know why? I don't know. Fanny packs were back. You know. True. Um, Mullets, like it's like, eh, let's let's keep some of that stuff in the past. If we yeah. if we all start wearing denim tuxedos again, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Only that, in Canada. Still, I just want to say, I think that's still only in Canada. Canada. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, shout out to our Canadian viewers. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, love, love, love Canada. Love going up to to the falls up there and staying on Clifton Hill. <laughs> My kids enjoyed that. So, um, if it wasn't so damn cold, I'd move up there. Right. I agree. That's, that's my only complaint about it too. Yeah. Um, this week we're actually going to be seeing the return of Animaniacs on Hulu. Uh, they come. They return November twentieth. Um, interested in seeing how the revival is of that show. Yeah. My I got my it. I got my daughter into the original. Okay. So I'm interested to see if she'll if she'll watch the the newer version. Some of the the newer version shows you know Transformers, Ninja Turtles, and I don't think they're as good as the originals, but that's probably just, you know, 
bias from from watching it as a kid and and the positive memories I have with that stuff. Exactly. We did see this week that one division and other basically no Marvel MCU this year in 2020. Everything got everything got bumped to 2021. Yeah. One did get a release date. I believe it's in January. Okay. So um, hopefully that's not that's not going to get pushed back too much further. But I'm um, trying to think it was supposed to be sometime in November. So not yeah. too bad. And that that's going to directly tie in Phase Four and lead into Phase Five okay. of Marvel. So the One Division will set up. Doctor Strange, Good. the new Doctor Strange. So yeah, we'll we'll see there. Um, I did see reports. There's been a bunch of stuff with Marvel this week. Um, reports that now this could be just sheer rumors. Potentially a Deadpool and Spider Man collaboration movie. Interesting. Uh, that would be really good. That's one. Um, I mean, that's two different types of franchises. You know, you have more of the mature than the more you know family friendly movie tying together. But they are in. We're like the same universe in the comics. So. Right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, if you watch The Punisher on Netflix, the the main star of that, why am I drawing a name on his blank? Probably because I'm a dumb mark. Josh, uh, I forget his name. I had watched it, but I don't know his name. Anyways, the guy that played Punisher, he came out in an article this week and said that he's hopeful that season three will get picked up and, and completed, whether it's done Disney Plus or Netflix, I don't know that, but okay. that, that's reportedly out there. So a lot of stuff yet to come and see. Yeah. You know, I, the big thing again, superhero wise, sticking with the the theme of of comic heroes and movies, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that. are just saying it's going to go directly to HBO Max. Okay. Or in or be on HBO Max the same time it's in theaters. You know, I don't know. They they're gonna have to do something. They they can't continue to push these movies back. You you gotta have income come in. So why not throw up like they did with Trolls, you know, Mulan, um, mm-hmm. you know, or put it on subscription based services that people have. I don't have HBO Max, so I you know, I won't be able to watch it. But um yeah, we'll see what happens there. So Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I agree. I think that some if you're gonna not release them and you want to start making the money, there's certain movies that I would pay for. You know, we talked about you know the Bond movie a few weeks ago and how that's that keeps getting pushed back as well. And the rumor of the past few weeks has been that they're trying to shop it around for like a price tag of like six hundred million dollars, and no one's trying to pay that. And I can understand that it's a lot of money, but they're just trying to get the money that they would normally bring in from the from the theater, and. You know, if they would release this and pay 20 bucks for the Bond movie, I'd probably rent that one. Um, if they brought Wonder Woman out and wanted to charge, you know, 20 bucks, I might pay for that one, too. There's certain movies I would, especially the the big blockbusters. I would rather see them in the theater if they're going to do it. I'd, I'd rather see them do that than try to make the money up than just give it on HBO Max. Right. Um, like, I'm cool with that. Justice League Snyder Cut going on HBO Max just because I don't think they would make a ton of money in the theater off of that. Right. I think that would just be a money grab. An actual movie that was supposed to go into theaters, I don't need just be put on a platform. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw this week, uh, The Rock and his Seven Bucks production is now in talks to bring back The Scorpion King. Yeah, I don't need it. I know. I'm, I'm iffy on it. I like the, the original Mummy movies. I- I, um, I do. Uh, I, I like them as well. Scorpion King, I thought, was good. That To yeah. me, that was the movie that kind of transformed The Rock into being who The Rock is now in yeah. Hollywood. Like, that was the, 
the big the big one. Up until that time, he was doing you know movies that were like hit or miss. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 Tooth Fairy and like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think Scorpion King is the one where like really catapulted him to to be in the star that he is in Hollywood. So again, I don't need it. Like we said, what's old is new. So like yeah. at some point in time, there's you know you can't remake everything. No, you can't. You know like. People were talking about, uh, you know, remaking Home Alone again, and I the, saw that the, ori- the original director was like, "What? You can't put lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah, like you're not gonna, it's not gonna be as good. So why do it?" And it looks like to me, the cast looks like it's gonna be like a Disney remake. Like, and I don't know if you watched some of the Disney remakes that they've done, like on the Disney Channel and stuff, but they're just they're geared for that audience. You know, it's not geared for like an, like a like a family worldwide audience. It's geared for the kids that are going to watch the Disney Channel cuz they're using Disney Channel people usually and it, it's just not the same. Like right. You know, yeah. I, I'm against Home Alone, but I did watch uh I was off this week a couple of days so I got back into Narcos Mexico. Okay. On, I haven't um, watched any of Narcos yet. Narcos is so good. So good. I still need to watch Ozark, too. So, I, I, I got back into Narcos Mexico. Um, I know it's been out for a while, but I'm, I'm back in. I got a couple episodes left on season two. Yeah, so whatever you're watching to, to pass the time, feel free. Shoot us a, shoot us a message. Let us know what you're watching. Um, maybe we'll catch our eye and we can, we can talk about it here on the show. Um, if you haven't heard anything that, that we said that we've watched or broken down, and um, that's all I got for the intro this week. You got anything else? Yeah, let's, let's move on to Bell to Bell. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. All right, wrestling fans, welcome to another edition of Bell to Bell. Steve, we had a busy week in pro wrestling. Where do we begin? Well, the obvious bombshell that broke yesterday right before SmackDown, the release of Zelina Vega from... Complete shocker. Complete shocker. Complete shocker. Um, followed up on the story throughout the night, and it, it, it appears she did release a tweet um, about, I want to say, 10 or 20 minutes before her release became official on WWE sites that uh, she supports unionization saw that. for wrestlers. So a lot of people were like, oh, she tweeted that out and then got released, um, putting like one plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. But as more details came out throughout the night, it appears that... She was either notified or, or that prior to those tweets going out. And it was, um, I guess, more because she stood her ground on the third party, third party programming or third party avenues. Um, mm. You know, Twitch. Uh, she started an OnlyFans page. Yeah, so last night she went on to her, did like a live thing on Twitch. I didn't watch it yet. She did. Um, you know, she was super emotional on there, you know. Um, at one point, I believe there was over 14,000 people in watching it. So she's a talent. She is definitely a talent. Yeah. She has more in-ring abilities than what WWE showed. She For sure. Was, she was mainly a manager, you know, so we'll we'll see what the fallout happens. She is, she does fall under a 90-day no-compete. So she mm-hmm. won't, you won't see her on television until... At the earliest, uh, I believe it's like February 21st. Okay. People are already speculating she's going to go to AEW and, you know, their revolution pay-per-view is February 27th. So <laughs> um, that, like, is automatically the, the big thing there. Um, an interesting note that ties into her being released, apparently her husband, Aleister Black, asked to 
go back to NXT. I saw that as well. And that request was denied. So I we'll see what happens here. Yeah, um, yeah that, that that's where my eyes are at now with or seeing what goes on with him because she'll be she'll keep herself in the spotlight with Twitch and and her OnlyFans. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Aleister Black. Will they use him on TV or will they? You know, I don't know when his contract's up. Will they just run it out? Or Yeah, and a lot of people hear OnlyFans and automatically think of adult content. But OnlyFans is not just strictly an adult content, True. you know, third-party paywall subscription-based service. Um, she does a lot of cosplay. She's huge in the cosplay. Um, if you followed her on any of her social medias, you've seen her consistently dressed up, whether it's in Mortal Kombat characters, yeah. whatever the case. So. Yeah, she'll, she'll definitely keep herself busy. She does have a, a following. A lot of support came out for her and this firing. Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett were uh-huh. backing her strongly, tagging Andrew Yang and, you know, throwing barbs towards Vince and everything else. A lot of a lot of negative pushback aimed at Vince McMahon last night for the firing of her. The one that caught my eye that that sent her a message on Twitter was uh, SAG, Screen Actors Guild. They saw that tweet about her supporting unionization. I think the president of SAG sent her like a tweet that said their email address and said, hey, you know, shoot me an email. And so I'll be interesting what they do. Yeah, um, this is um, this might be a shift in 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 professional wrestling that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Jesse Ventura spoke on this. You know, he's done interviews before and he, he talks about this whenever he did Howard Stern years ago and he tried doing a union for wrestlers thirty years ago. Thirty years mm-hmm. ago and, and Hulk Hogan kinda snitched that out and yeah. Vince McMahon put the end to that and that was kind of the the end of the relationship between Jesse and Vince. That's when he went to WCW. That's when he right? went to WCW. So um yeah, I don't we'll we'll see what comes about it. It'll be interesting to to, to see out I'll be curious. I want to hear what what people in the world of wrestling have to say about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, your Mark Henrys, Tommy Dreamers, Bully Ray's on Busted Open, Conan and Disco on Keeping It One Hundred. They they do a lot of talk around this. So yeah, we'll see what the fallout is and, and go from there. I don't know what happens, but I'm definitely going to be interested to see what will happen. One of the the other things that's kind of a branch off of her, Andrade. Who has already not been happy? Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair, who is engaged to Andrade, that'll be the 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 biggest piece of all this yeah. to see what happens there. Yeah, I don't see. I could see maybe Charlotte keeping him more in line, you know, than the other way around. But I mean, I mean, everything what? that I've seen in regards to them two and and with this situation and being, not, she fully backs him and supports yeah. him. So. I don't think it's just as clear cut as, you know, I'm, I'm Charlotte Flair. Flair is wrestling royalty, you know, WWE royalty. Whether or not they leave, I don't, you know, know any of that. Yeah. But I, I think it's just interesting to see the dominoes that may fall because of this one firing yeah. or one release, quote unquote. Um, you know. They also, Tony Chimmel also got released this week. He did, yeah. Um, long-time WWE announcer was was more in a backstage role, but he got released this week. So, you know. Um, Definitely hasn't been used in a number of years now. No. Occasional but, appearance, but. Yeah, so that that's a little bit of, of outside the, the ring uh, yeah. stuff that, that broke this week. So 
let's get into some in-ring action here and break down what happened. Um, we we'll, might as well just stick with WWE. No. Um, I didn't watch Raw. Nope, skip completely. Skipped yeah. Raw. Didn't even you know go through the DVR and fast forward through stuff. So if you saw Raw and something caught your eye, let us know. Um, I'm completely disinterested in Raw. I agree. I did, I did watch about the first hour of SmackDown last night. So, SmackDown last night, completely disappointed in SmackDown mm-hmm. last night. I'll be honest, I fell asleep. Well, here's... <laughs> I hate... WWE does this all the time. They do it all the time. They do something and make it seem like these are the roles, these are how things are. Yeah. Okay? You had a draft. Mm-hmm. People went to different brands. They're on different brands for a reason. Right? Now, who shows up on SmackDown last night? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. What roster is Drew McIntyre on? Raw. Drew McIntyre wrestled on SmackDown last night. Only because Survivor Series. And there's no point of it because he's not even officially in a match yet. I could see if he, like, because this upcoming Monday they they said that it's going to be Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Winner will go on to face Roman. Why did he come on the week before he wrestles? McIntyre has to win Monday night. He After last night, he was the main, he was the main storyline throughout the entire episode of SmackDown. He had four to five segments last night. It makes a whole lot more sense coming off of the whole Paul Brock thing building up earlier for Mania this year that he goes and now faces his next client. But Here's what I, here's, here's what I saw, and this is just me speculating and, in, 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 you know, if I had the pencil fantasy booking-wise yeah. going forward, what I think may happen, which won't because I'm a mark, a dumb mark. Seth Rollins is due to leave next month. With, That's what I saw. With the, he's going to take time off, obviously, with him and Becky Lynch having their first child. So they finished his Ray angle. So they finished his Ray angle. Next week, it's him and Murphy. Mm-hmm. I brought this up last week on the pod. There's no true challenger for Roman on SmackDown no. when you look at that roster. Nobody. So if Seth leaves, takes time off, right? We don't know what roster Becky's on. True. She was never drafted, so she did she just stay on Raw? We have no idea, yeah. right? And this is WWE, so you know they'll just write the shit in. Whether or not Drew gets traded to SmackDown or something, but you know Roman and Drew will be your feud through the Rumble. Yeah, you know whatever they set up for Mania. But other than that, like I don't see anybody else on SmackDown for Roman. Daniel Bryan got written off. Who knows when he's coming back? What's going on with that? Yeah. No. There's nobody else that's built up to face Roman and you go, oh yeah, you would be you would be the number one contender. They have nobody. Yeah, the rumor goes around that, you know, people think Big E's gonna be built up to face Roman at WrestleMania. They haven't done nothing with him. Yeah, nothing. The last two weeks he's been in segments with the Street Profits talking about the Street Profits match with New Day for Survivor Series. So you have basically got rid of him from New Day to give him the new New Day. But he he's a cheerleader. Yeah. You haven't done shit with him. What are you doing? Like this, this is this is this is so just it completely turned me off. Like it made me not want to and I've really enjoyed SmackDown since SummerSlam pretty much mm-hmm. when Roman came back. Like I've watched it. Every Friday, whether it's live or I've watched it on the DVR right after, you know, if I wasn't home, you know, if I was doing stuff in the house and didn't catch it whenever it was on. But like last night's show was a shit show and SmackDown has not had shit shows. It it really was like you, you, you got, you dragged it down. It felt like it went on forever. Your main star in the show was Drew McIntyre, who's not even on the SmackDown roster. 
so right there you have Drew McIntyre being the star, and then when the draft happened, they brought Ray and Buddy, and they brought Seth over from Raw, and just continued that whole thing. I'm over People that. didn't give, didn't care about that storyline on Raw, and then you bring it over to the mainstream show now, and so last night was mostly a Raw focus show on SmackDown. And people don't want to watch Raw, but now you're forcing it on them on SmackDown, and that's probably exactly why the show sucked last night. And then the other thing, you know, you had Otis sitting in catering with, like, three plates of food, shoveling food into his mouth, and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are standing right in front of the table, like, making jokes about Otis, like he's not sitting right there. Okay. So then Otis gets mad, flips the table over, they go to commercial break. When they come back, what's on? A match between Dolph and Otis. Like, come on. Just remember, be a star. And you're right back to what? And you, so you're back to, you know, Dolph and Mandy. And, like, yeah. come on. That's so, it's, it's so stupid. So stupid. The only thing that came out of that, which is like a glimmer of hope of something new going forward, was Chad Gable after the match. Okay, so they're actually doing something with him. So, yeah, he comes up to Otis, has on the, the Gable gear. You know, he hands Otis in, an Alpha Academy training card. Like, training pamphlet. Okay, I saw him post something about Alpha Academy on Twitter last yes. night. Yes, okay. and tells him, you know, you need you need some Alpha in you. <laughs> Go, but you know the whole. If you guys aren't aware, him and Jason Jordan, they were American Alpha. American Alpha when they were a tag such team. Such a great tag team. Such a great tag team. Um, I was there in Dallas whenever they won the tag NXT tag titles, and oh my god, what a match! But I got the I got the Gable that I wanted to see back whenever we did the the draft prediction show, and yeah. I said no more Shorty G, make him Chad Gable, make him shoot on people, make him be the. The, the wrestler the wrestling machine like kind of Kurt Angle portrayed in mm-hmm. TNA and have him go out there and do what he does best and that's shoot wrestle like so that was a positive from last is Jason year. Jordan still in the company I believe he's a producer still he his neck injury like his in in ring career is done like I don't see him coming back to be in the ring at all so I wonder if they would. And sometimes whenever they have those neck injuries, they don't like them being around the ring at all. But I wonder if they would let him at least be a part of this, maybe manager or something like that. I don't know. I mean, you used to see him every now and again on Raw, but I believe he's just strictly a producer now, and I don't know if he's on Raw or SmackDown. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. But yeah, we'll see where this goes. So, you know, Otis and Gable, they do train together outside of television they are they are friends so that it makes sense to put them two together i like that um so we'll see what happens with that and then the other thing last night that actually just completely wwe shooting themselves in the foot right big debut last night supposedly chelsea green Mm -hmm. okay show her walk in on a backstage segment with adam pierce they make her a surprise last-minute entrance into the triple threat, make it a fatal four-way to join the women's team Survivor Series, who one week before Survivor Series and SmackDown's team only has two members before last night. Okay. Makes no sense, right? So Chelsea Green comes out, walks down to the ring. Michael Cole goes to Corey Graves. So what do you know about Chelsea Green? And Corey Graves goes, not much. <laughs> so just shit on her. Not much? Years. Just shit on her, and then you try to make it up. Well, I, you know, I do know she spent some time in Japan and this and that, and 
The women backstage don't like her that much, so I want to see what that's all about. But you completely shit on her. Don't talk about her. Not that she had much of an NXT career, but they could have at least talked about it. Her he NXT mentioned career. one line about her wrestling Charlotte in NXT, and that was it. Like, completely shit on her. And then she goes out, takes a bump off the rope, and breaks her arm again. Literally? Literally broke her arm. Oh, wow. So, had no idea if she was going to win that match and be a part of SmackDown. I think she would have. But you don't know. But yeah, so she is out with a broken arm again. Jeez, that sucks. Which she broke when her first debut match in NXT, she broke her arm. Okay. Um, So yeah, so it's bad luck. But I mean, you just, you completely shit on her before she even got started. Yeah. But now, so she's engaged to Zack Ryder. Correct. Do you think with him no longer being there, maybe they've soured on her? No, I don't. Ryder wasn't doing much of any. It's not like Miro and Lana. No. And there was no, at least with Miro and Lana, you had that relationship on TV. The casual fan might not even know that she's associated yeah, with, so, with Zack Ryder. But it was just, like I said, it was just, it was a garbage show. Even NXT this week for me was yeah. like, it was, it well, was bad. Let's start with the very beginning. So the opening match saw Johnny Gargano defend his NXT North American Championship against, I forget the guy's name already. Leo Ruff or Leon Ruff? Okay. Leo Ruff. I so, don't know who he is from Independence-wise. I have no idea who he is. First I have time no I've ever seen him. WWE Jason texted me saying uh, Junior Cheeseburger because of Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty good comparison. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, you know, to me, this symbolized, you know, one, two, three kid, you know, defeating Razor Ramon on Raw years ago. That shock. Yeah. But it didn't need to be for the title. Like, that's the part that got me in this match, was why did you give him the title? So, it was... So, Gargano, if you listen to the promo, he talks about the the Sasha Banks curse of okay. winning a title and not being able to defend it. Mm-hmm. Which, looking back, it's 100% true. He hasn't defended a title after he's won it. Yeah. He spins the wheel... So Johnny loves wheels. Now Johnny hates wheels again. <laughs> I loved. <laughs> I mean, the, the the fix was in. Yeah. You saw the wheel go back and forth. Wade Barrett does a does a great job on commentary. But yeah, it comes out. Damian Priest gets involved in shock and awe. We have a new NW or T, NXT NA title champion. Which just get rid of the hashtag NXT TNA title. Exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> it makes no sense. No. I mean, I get the abbreviation works for it, but I, and I texted you one one time. It reminds me whenever ECW came back and they, everybody just started calling it WWE ECW. It's right. like that's exactly what that looks like is NXT NA. So yeah, so he wins. He beats Gargano. He's now the the NXT North American champion. All right, big deal. It's gonna. It, he's a paper champion. It, it, yeah, it gave you shock for one night, but it's not gonna be a long term story. No. You know, some of the other stuff on NXT last or Wednesday night, Thatcher and Loomis, I could care less about. Timothy Thatcher does nothing for me. I hate the whole Thatcher's can, Thatcher's whatever yeah. segment that he Dexter does. Loomis does nothing for me. Yeah, that. Io and or Shotzi and Candice. This whole thing about the tank and it's just like I, I can't get into it. Yeah. Like I, I agree. Just, Shotzi gave a, a, a promo backstage about why the tank is so important to her, and I get it, but at the same time, it does nothing as far as move my needle for storytelling mm-hmm. that makes me interested in this feud. Then you had Indy Hartwell come out as the surprise person underneath the screen mask. Which did nothing Again, for me. did nothing for me. Um, so now you'll see 
Tony and Shotzi team up against Candice and Indy is where they're going. Again, can care less. One um, one guy that I really like, and I, and I'll say, and I won't even say the guy at first. I'll say the division that's that I really like on XT is the Cruiserweight division. I've consistently enjoyed their matches, you know, the past few months. Yeah, but um, what they're telling the story that they're telling now is like your baby face is beating people up with a nightstick in the parking lot. So how does that how does that work? Uh, that's true. Like yeah, that that's that's what you're going with. The baby yeah. face is taking out the heels in order to get a match with the champion. Okay. That makes no sense. Yeah. I mean I'll I'll say they two to... two weeks ago you watched Next and you said, you know, you felt that it flowed really well. This week I watched it and I enjoyed the first hour. You know, the shock of the first match got you know, was cool, you know, made me interested in, for the first thing. The cruiserweight match was good and everything. But by the time the first hour was over, I felt the second hour just dragged out. Like Atlas, Atlas is—I don't want to say he's careless in the ring, but he has—he's green. He, but so he has some Sachi, some Shotzi, Blackheart in him, where he—he's gonna hurt himself. Yeah, you know the he had in that, he takes a lot of chances. He had that Spanish fly where he almost died. Mm-hmm. Swerve caught him. Um, Last night he goes to do a dive through, or Wednesday night he goes through to do a dive through the ropes and catches his feet and completely almost bites it. Yeah. He barely makes contact with Escobar. Like even on SmackDown last night, you saw this with Rey Mysterio. I don't, I don't know why. I've never seen Rey do this, but like they had a they had a corner spot with the table that almost went really bad on SmackDown. Rollins saved him. I don't know if, whose fault it was, but. That would have ended really badly. Mm-hmm. Then you had him completely botch the 619. He goes through the ropes, goes to swing, and just falls out of the ropes. Like, if that happened on AEW, people would be losing their mind. Look yeah. at it, look at AEW, the green wrestlers, look at these botches. Da, da, da. And it's like, I was just thinking the same thing. It's like, because I think that's a, the thing that people go, well, WD's more, you know, refined and polished, and AEW's just, you know, you know, they constantly screw up botches after botches after botches. And no, I mean, it's sometimes it depends on the episode, too. Like, whenever there's a taped episode, that's production making it look better. You know, if it's live, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, on AEW, they've been live, and I know some of the dirty stuff's been taped the past few months. So it's like you're gonna, you're not going to see all the botches from time to time. Yeah, so there's the storyline with Atlas and Escobar, I don't, I don't get it. It's... Reverse psychology. Your yeah. baby face is beating up your heels. Um, Champa gave a good promo last night. His promos have been really good. We'll see where that goes. What he what he's gonna gonna do about changing the culture in the locker room. We'll see. They did announce this week that Finn Balor's just uh, making an announcement this upcoming week on NXT. Finn Balor's next week. Karrion Cross is supposed to be back. Hashtag put the strap on Mac. No, <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed the main event. It was a car crash. Yeah. It was an absolute car crash. It was full of shenanigans, which is exactly what it needs to be with those four out there. Yeah. Like, he's great on the microphone. He's great on commentary. Disco Inferno tweeted out, put put the, put the strap on him. He's the best talker in, in, in NXT, if not the company. <laughs> put it on him. No, you don't put... He's not the guy you put the title on. He, I, I, I like the, his promos. You know, I don't mind him right now. I'm gonna get tired of him pretty soon, though. I, I love how he just tears down Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph, <laughs> yes, and scumbag Vic Joseph, and he called him 
a Michael Cole light or junior Michael Cole over there, <laughs> shut your mouth. Like that's, that's great. Like I, I, I like how he makes fun of the internet wrestling community. You know, I like that stuff. You know, I don't mind it. It's just after a while, it's just this, to me, it's going to be the same stuff repetitive after a while. And it's just going to get to me and I'm cool with it now. I, I would actually like it if he wasn't on every week, uh, like even just to start. Like, if, you know, this week he was on, cut a promo, and then next week, you know, the guys actually all fight or something like that. Like, and he, he was only on there on weeks that they didn't fight. You know, I might appreciate that a little bit more. He's your biggest star right now on the show. How sad is that? But it, it just goes <laughs> to show you how good he is on a stick. He's the biggest star on the show right it, now. With I mean, everybody out injured right now, you have nobody from Undisputed around. No. Cross is out. Balor's out. So you have no heavyweight title picture at all. McAfee is your draw to the show. He's not drawing me, but I can understand. But to me, that's just sad that they have to rely on Pat McAfee to bring people in. But I, I mean, I get it. You know, with all with all the injuries and everything, they're limited on what they can do. But which is the first time NXT's hurt since probably the inception of NXT that they've been they that they haven't had the depth to bring up. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. All right, enough of WWE. I'm off now. <laughs> Let's move on to other 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 wrestling promotions. Um this week AEW Dynamite Fallout from Full Gear. Let's just hop right into the Do we want to just talk about, you know, the thing everybody's talking about? What, Shaq and Cody? Yeah. It does nothing for me. No, it doesn't either. I So people, people, why why do they think to bring this girl in and give her a promo her first night like this? So, granted, the promo wasn't the best. No. Okay, looks why looks why she's a star. Yeah. Okay, she did have a tryout with WWE. Okay, they did not sign her. A lot of people were saying they missed. They they dropped the ball with her. Okay. She should have been signed to them. So we'll we'll see how it comes out. Was not was not the best segment. People were super hype over Brandy Rhodes coming out and running her down. Yeah, that was, was definitely the highlight out of that segment. It was good, but. Like, it was so scripted. It didn't come off real and natural, which that type of reaction should be real and natural. Like, Because uh, if it would have been real, they would have brawled. Something would... Brandy would have hit her or something. You know, I said... Or whatever. I said... I tweeted... I tweeted out, yo, if that's going to happen, when Brandy's coming out through the, through the tunnel, she needs to be taking the earrings off. <laughs> she needs to be pulling the heels off. Come out, take her down, and as she's beating her, she needs to be cutting that promo on her. Don't I, you ever talk about my man like that. You have to, like she needs to be doing that, not just come out, look face to face, and then just go into this promo. Like I could have I could have taken the promo, but whenever Jade slapped her on the ass, that should have been to me. Light switch. You know the way she ran down Cody in the ring. Granted, it wasn't delivered the best because yeah. she's so green. But you could tell how nervous she was on the, the mic. way she the way she ran him down. Like I said, it would have it would have came off better if Brandy comes out taking the earrings out, mm-hmm. taking the heel off, tackling her, beating her. Then she delivers the promo while she's beating her. Yeah. So to me, this match isn't going to be Cody versus Shaq. To me, this match is going to be Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Brandy. That's what I saw out of this. Because Shaq's not going to be able to carry a match. You know, and I don't know if she can even go in the ring. But, you know, it, I mean, we'll, we'll Brandy's, see. Like, o- Brandy's okay in the ring. but WWE, for the longest time, has been trying to get Shaq in a match with Big Show. Yeah. For whatever reason, the deal never got done. Shaq came out a while ago and called out Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. There's interest there. Wanted to get it done. 
They got it done. We'll see what happens from I'm it. I'm sure TNT got involved somehow with it too. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's big. You know, he's big on on you know inside the NBA mm-hmm. on TNT to one of their flagship shows, sports wise. So like, we'll see. I mean, it's not a paradigm shift in the in the wrestling business, but we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm kind of okay with it because afterwards, Cage attacked Cody. We get the tag match next week: Starks and Cage versus Cody and Darby. Which should be a good tag match. So let hopefully you know I can see that. So let's feud that out and yeah. have Cage and Cody go at it. Like I said, because um, I can see this whole track thing not taking place for, but I can see this being long term. You know, I mean, maybe for when the NBA returns and goes off at Revolution in February. Yeah, that's what I see. You have three months, so you can you can get through. You know. You can you can start Shaq and Cody come the middle of January mm-hmm. and do a three four week build to it. You plant the seeds now yep. and then have it trickle on down the road. So I'm that's okay. my guess. I'm okay with that. Yeah. The other big thing from the match uh, or from AEW, let's just get into it. I mean, the bunkhouse match. Yeah. Absolutely stole the show. Definitely stole the show. Uh, just. AEW is getting a little carried away with having blood too often. I felt the same thing. It doesn't need to be every week. Whether or not these were intentional or not, or they decided to do it during the match, it's a bunkhouse match. I get it. Dustin Rhodes has has, has been all over these types of matches. Commentary put that over, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm sure he booked a lot of this match. Um, but yeah, Sutter. Braxton Sutter was just the blade was just a complete red, yeah, invisible man at the end of the match. Yeah, QT got the the uh, guitar shot on his head that that gave him the crimson mask and uh, really well done. Like I enjoyed it. It was yeah. it was really good. Um, you know that was something that could have been on a pay per view. And I think that's why they did this week coming off the pay per view. So yeah, kudos kudos to them on that. The other big thing that kind of wasn't really a big thing. But I guess it was, depending on if you read spoilers or whatnot, was the return of Pac. Yeah. So you saw him come back after one week, giving a video package. I don't think people expected him back as soon as he was, as far no. as last week to this week. I actually expected more video packages. Yeah. I don't know how they got him into the country. don't yeah. know how any of that worked. I'm um, not going to ask. Not going to ask. <laughs> but, yeah, like, okay, I'm fine with going... Pack and Phoenix against Penta and Kenny or Penta mm-hmm. and Eddie. You know we get Pack this week against the Blade. That'll be a hard hitting, just intense match. Pack just comes out just full of intensity, okay. full of intensity. Yeah. Like he's a pissed off little man, <laughs> which he is. Which That's he is. So we'll we'll see there. Um, the one the one that I had heard about this match was, and I like your variation better as a tag match. Um, but I heard it it could be you know Death Triangle versus Eddie and Butchering Blade. I think I think if we would see Pack and Phoenix versus Eddie and Penta, that would that would be more I, better sell to me than. I don't see it going that way just because of the way just because of the way and Eddie's been doing this planting seeds over the weeks mm-hmm. you know Penta's my best friend and Penta's saying Eddie's his best friend and they both kicked throw, Ray out of throwing shade at Phoenix the yeah then he came out and just kind of <laughs> subtly kicked him out of the ring which is so great like those are the little things that yeah. Eddie does that like. People, if you don't pick up on it, you miss it. But those are the little things that when, he does. When he just kind of like kicked him out. Yeah, I, just I was barely, just 
barely kicked him out. Like, we don't need that dead weight. Yeah. Like, barely kicked him I loved, out. I loved as soon as he got on the mic, too. You know, as soon as he got off commentary and picked up the, the live house mic, you know, and he started, like, uh, getting after the marks in the crowd. Like, I thought that was great, Right. Too. Yep, yep. So done. The match itself was was good. Oh Penta yeah, Phoenix are, the match. are amazing. They're they're both they're both championship material. Oh, they're two of the best. Wrong. Yeah. Um, you know that package power driver on the ring apron was just sick. Like just sick. What did he have a pin on him at the end? Three of them, like two on the ring apron, then he one. Yeah, one, in the, he one the on the ring apron, one outside, and then came back in the ring and hit like another that. one for the finish. So yeah. I guess, you know, we'll see what happens with Kenny. You know, who was he talking to on yeah. the phone? Where was he catching a flight to? A lot of people were saying Kenta was going to come out as a surprise oh, to, to step to Moxley. Who knows? You yeah. know, I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, we'll see. AEW, they're, they're starting to plant some seeds and, and let you know kind of where they're going to go over the next couple months here leading into Revolution. was so. very surprised that they announced Kenny versus Mox at, on December 2nd. That's a, that's so interesting. I don't know why. We we said after the fallout, you know, last week pods after the, the pay-per-view that it was like, okay, what are you going to do for three and a half months yeah. before Revolution? And, oh, we're getting this match December yeah. 2nd. I think that maybe something happens in this match. Kenny said exactly what I thought Kenny would said in his promo. About being a solid wrestling match. Can you beat me in yeah. an actual wrestling match? I said that last yeah. week. Can he beat him in an actual wrestling match? And if they would put the title on Kenny, I mean, that's cool. You know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I expect him to be the next champion. But, you know, do you do that WCW giveaway? You know, just give it away on TV for free instead of saving it for a pay-per-view down the road. Anything else from, from Dynamite they caught your eye that you want to get into? Um, nothing for this week, but another match looking forward to. They announced Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deed this I upcoming was, week. I was going to bring that up, and the reason why I was going to bring that up. So, Thunder Rosa yesterday tweeted out, you know, to the announcement from All Elite Wrestling that she'll face Serena Deed. Mm. She tweeted out, y'all can say whatever you want. The center stage is mine. The NWA title is mine. Serena Deed, be afraid, very afraid, because... You are on my way. Little language barrier there. The thing that caught my eye to this was a little response tweet from Dr. Britt Breaker. Okay. DMD. Stop faking your own internet buzz and go back to wrestling exclusively on the internet. You aren't half the star you think you are and you don't have half the face for TV. (laughs) (laughs) I am all for this Britt Baker going after Thunder Rosa. Yeah, so do they swerve and give uh, Brooke the NWA title instead of making her AEW champion first? I don't know whether or not that's just, you know, Brit keeping things interesting on the internet, getting buzz for us to talk about it, but I am all here for that. Hey, I mean, we've said Brit's been very entertaining. I think the best, it's sad to say, but the best thing for her was to be injured and be on the mic every week. Right. You know, because... Huge character development. She became a star while she was out, which is hard to do. You know... We saw that with Austin in mm-hmm. ECW. He was out injured. Promos got him over huge. Only had a couple matches in ECW. Yeah. Then goes to WWE and obviously goes on to have you know become the top star, if not the top star of all time. And you saw it with Austin and even Kurt around like what two thousand, two thousand one, when they were both hurt. Right. And Angle. And, yep. Angle elevated himself, being yeah. brand new and green. That really helped Angle get over character wise. And they yeah. both talked about that on Austin's podcast. Yeah. So. Good, good for Britt. Um, I love the response. That's great. Yeah. Um, 
Just a couple things here. Uh, MLW announced another match for the restart. I saw that. Looking forward to that too. Myron Reed and Brian Pillman Jr. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know Myron Reed. So because I really didn't watch a whole lot of MLW before. Going that in. that'll be a really good match. Really good match. So they. I mean, like I we talked about Jacob Fatu and mm-hmm. and Harry Smith Jr. You have you know Myron Reed and, and Pillman. Hammerstone is going to be back in action. Like they. They have they have they have a good card getting ready to, to do this restart. And I think it'll generate a lot of buzz. Yeah. So that's this upcoming Wednesday night, yep. seven p.m. before NXT or uh, AEW Dynamite. It's only an hour show. I know it's going to be live on YouTube, and I think on live on U- on Fubu Sports. So yeah, you can uh, you can watch it on YouTube, The Zone. BN Sports and Fubu Sports. So yeah, I think I think BN will be. I think they said Saturday night. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So you have you have a couple different ways to to watch it. So that's there. Other news from other other promotions. We saw the finals for United Wrestling Primetime Live Championship was set. Mike Bennett against Chris Dickinson. Yeah. I'm, going in, my prediction was Mike Bennett was probably going to win. I'll, I'll still stick with that. I, I like Dickinson. Um, yeah. Bennett and Davari had a great match. Okay. Good, good, solid match from them, too. Um, and then we saw new NWA Tag Team Champs crown. Yeah. This week, Tuesday surprised. night. You know, you have the former Damian Sandow and Kratos becoming your new NWA yeah. Tag Team Champions, beating James Storm and Eli Drake. And I like the swerve with the question mark. Making Kratos to be the question mark, even though okay. everybody knows he's not the question mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that primetime live, live, they got something going on there. You know, definitely a great idea for them to partner up with the NWA and, and continue this. All right. And then um, New Japan was in the news this week for a couple things that they announced. They have the Super J Cup, which will be on Fight TV. Mm-hmm. Um, participants, you have. Clark Connors, Chris Bay, ACH, TJP, Ray Horace, Blake Christian, El Fantasma, and Leo Rush. So good card. Good, good, good tournament there for the Super J Cup. A few people in there that have never been in there before, so that's good to see some fresh talent. Yep, and then they also, New Japan also introduced the World uh, Tag League 2020 entrance. Oh, I didn't see that. So. Yep, so they'll have um, the 2019 winners in Finjuice. IWGP Tag Champions, Dangerous Techers, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tyo Henry. So um, that's set up again for for New Japan. So they're getting back into things with with some tournaments here. Um, we saw the G1 go on yeah. in that. So, so good stuff from them. Um, Impact, I guess the biggest news out of Impact was the... Well, this coming week will be the final match for the Rascals. They're saw leaving that. That Impact. A surprise. Um, rumor has it that the Rascals, Trey, I'm sorry, Wentz, and um, anyways, Miguel, Trey Miguel is projected or rumored to be going to AEW while the other two members of the Rascals are allegedly supposed to be signing with WWE. Okay. So we'll, interesting. we'll see what happens there. Wait, um, what do you always say about WWE, though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They don't focus on tag teams. And if they if they do sign with WWE, put them in NXT because NXT tags tag division is is really thin. It's, yeah, and it, 
even as thin as it is, it's better than the main roster. True. I mean, yeah, it would make more sense for them to go, to either stay in in Impact or to go to AEW, because I think they would use them better. But Impact's so tag team heavy as it is already. And, you know, that's what... Not everybody can go to to AEW, you know. It's like they they have their their roster is just so heavy. Period already, you know they got so much time. I really like Trey Miguel. Um, I like the Rascals too. So we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah. You know some other quick hits here. WWE announced their tribute for the troops. Mm-hmm. Um, December sixth, Sunday, December Sunday, 6th, yeah. December sixth. So we'll be a uh, collaboration with Fox. So mm-hmm. depending on. How the NFL games are scheduled and whatnot, they're gonna work around that and yeah. see. So, tribute for the troops there, their 18th annual tribute for the troops, which is good to see that back on TV because last year they they didn't air it; they just had a live event, right? Um, so yeah, other than that, oh, how could I forget? Well, I couldn't forget because it's the worst shit ever. But talking shop mania too last night, brother. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I okay. plan on watching it at some point in time over the weekend here. Um, I watched Talking Shop Mania 1. Absolutely loved it. I gave my breakdown on here. You know, um, Gallows and, and Anderson and the, the Good Brothers and that, they they put on what is very interesting take on wrestling. It's a spoof. Yeah. It's a spoof of, of, of pro wrestling. And, you know, um, it's supposed know, to be corny and cheesy. That's the whole point of it. Right. Corny and cheesy, so I, I'm interested to see, you know, what happens on this one. I, I'm gonna watch it. And I did see on Twitter that they announced Talking Trouble Mania three uh, during the event. So I mean, this isn't gonna end. No, it's not. <laughs> and I mean, they they got good good response from the first one. People enjoyed it. They, yeah. You know, they got a better understanding on what to do and, and how to how to handle things and, and run it. So, you know, I'm interested to see. Who who what surprises they all had for this one and and that and we'll go from there. So, um, another fun filled week in professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, one last thing to talk about. AEW announced this week three video games. They announced that they're going to do a console game that will be on uh, next gen systems and probably previous generation as well. No ETA on it, but I thought the trailer looked decent. Um, at least kept my interest enough that, okay, they're, they're really working at this. They did announce an Elite GM will be a mobile game that's due out sometime in 2021. And then there's going to be a Double or Nothing Casino game that's going to come out sometime winter before the end of this year. Okay. So. I mean, you only knew it was a matter of time before they got into the gaming world. Yeah. Kenny Omega's huge in that space. Yeah. He's a big name. Um, he, he's He's done a lot. With the gaming community, um, you know their Fighter Fest. They they teamed up with um, who's the who did they team up with for the Fighter Fest? Uh, CEO. CEO. So yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Um, you know, wrestling games have kind of fallen off recently yeah. as far as quality, and that could have just been two K and WWE. They've been pretty shitty. I played the what is it the the mobile version of the WWE. Um, Battle cards or whatever okay. it is. I didn't play Battlegrounds. Um, I have it. I, I got it when it came out. I honestly played the first two weeks, and I did not. I have not enjoyed it. I okay. really haven't picked it up since then. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, hopefully AEW can corner that market and take some more people away from WWE yeah. um, with that. So and they said they're trying to make it a fun game, and as long as they do, you know, I think I think it could be a good time. Yep. 
All right, well, that's it for this week. Bell to bell. Enjoy the rest of the show. Chug, 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 chug. This week's Drink of the Week segment is brought to you by that guy that hits the poker machine at your local dive bar and buys everybody around. <laughs> Never happens to me. Oh, I, that's great. There's nothing better than, than getting, you know, a, a free beer from somebody to just hit on the poker machine at the bar. So. <laughs> Never been at a bar and someone goes, next round's on me. Whether or not it's legal money or not, that's, a, that's another conversation, but... Free beer is a free beer, so I'll take a free beer. Don't ask, don't tell. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so this week we're going to be doing another review of Line and Kugels. Uh, we did the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter last week, yep. so this week we're going to do Line and Kugels Toasted Bock, which is their new release um, for this year's limited edition special. Five point one percent alcohol content. The label itself is pretty, uh, pretty bland. Nice little picture on the front mm-hmm. of it, but. Um, very basic. Basically just describes it. It's a toasted Bach. Yeah, a refreshing <laughs> take on a traditional Bach beer. So pick up your glasses, take a sip, and we'll see what you think. Not bad beer. Not bad. Not bad at all. It's kind of hard to pinpoint an exact flavor profile. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just like drinking a regular Bach beer. Yeah. Um, I know back in the day, I used to drink Amber Bach. Okay. Um, this is... Taste-wise, is similar to that. So if you guys used to drink that, this is probably in line with that. To me, it's definitely a winter, fall, early winter beer. I agree. Um, you know, I, it's not in the it's not in the the line of your you know your holiday specials or your your Christmas ales. Um, it is exactly what it says. It's a toasted bock. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not fall where it has the spices, and it's not a winter warmer with. With the spice palette of those either, you know, it's, it really, like you said, it's a basic buck. Yep. You know, I mean, I think you get a little warmth in the beer from whatever that toasting process is. You can definitely taste it. It, yeah. it is really good though. Like I don't, it's a smooth beer. Mm. Like it's not rough to drink. It, it goes down smooth. It doesn't, it's not bitter or anything like that. It, it does, like you said, you, you get the, the toasted, however they do that in the brewing process, but yeah. that toasted flavor is what you you get on your palate as you're drinking. It yeah, for sure. that's that's really the only thing that's coming through. You know, it's just it, it's a good beer. Yeah, yeah not 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 one. Um, you know, five point one percent alcohol, so a little bit more than than your average beer, yeah. but not you drink know. drink a couple of these in a sitting and. You know, it'll get you there, but you know it's not yeah. nothing that's going to go make you too crazy for the day. No, it's not going to turn you into a slop tart by no. any means. But you know, uh, not a bad, not a bad addition yeah. um, from Lina, from Line and Kugels here. I mean, uh, they're uh, toasted Bach on a scale of one to five sumos. What are you going to go with? I think I'll give it a three. I was going to go right right with a three with you as well. Yeah, um, I bought it to try it because it's a new release. So uh, I'm always you know Line and Kugels is one brand that I'll go in and and buy to. Give it a taste and see what what their new releases are yeah. like when they bring something out. Like I said last week, I ran into that with the Snowdrift Porter last year. Found that so good, good to know here. But um, yeah, solid, solid three sumos on the on the scale for yeah. Lion and Kugel's Toasted Bock. Yeah, good to me. All right, well, uh, it's getting that time of year, folks. On the Drink of the Week segment, we're gonna start hitting you with some winter warmers and some holiday cheer beers. So if there's anything out there that you may want us to review, let us know. 
Um, we already have about, what, seven or eight lined up in the stash. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we're good for, for the next two months. Yeah, we're, we're good here. So we, we got things lined up for you guys, getting ready to get you through the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, you know, and into the, the New Year's party scene. Uh, don't know how much partying will be going on this year, but <laughs> we'll get you there. Uh, with Definitely your, let us know what you want us to try. Yep, with your favorite drink. So with that, like we always do at the end of the Drink of the Week segment, we ask that you pick up your Red Solo cups, your glasses, your bottles, your cans, your shots, whatever you're drinking with, and to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the seas. The best ships are friendships and friends will always be. Cheers. Salute. All right, folks, this week in sports, we got a lot to get into. Surprisingly, uh, one big thing came from the world of Major League Baseball, which it's rare that you say a, a <laughs> big announcement in Major League Baseball, given um, the lack of, of interest in the game. But uh, for the first time ever, a woman was announced as the general manager for the Miami Marlins. Saw that. Kim, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's I don't N- either. It's N-G, <laughs> so I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she got announced as the general manager for the Miami Marlins. Um, it is of note to know that the Miami Marlins uh, COO is also a woman, Caroline O'Connor. So their three highest ranking officials are two women and an ex-shortstop, which is obviously Derek Jeter. Um, so congratulations to her becoming Absolutely. the first woman general manager of a, of a sports franchise. Uh, like we said before, and we've talked about this in the past with a lot of different milestones and barriers being broken for women in 2020 in the sports world. It's long overdue with coaches in the NFL. We saw that, um, you know, Doris Burke with the NBA, with the bubble calling semi, you know, the, the finals games and the, the Eastern conference finals game. So big kudos to women in 2020 for making strides that are long overdue. Again, representation is mm-hmm. key. So now, you know, a woman can can aspire to be the general manager of a major league baseball team. Yeah, Kim's going to be the first, but she's definitely not going to be the last. And I, you know, I see over the years definitely many more. And, um, I mean, it just follows. It just piggybacks on you know, Kamala Harris becoming the first woman vice president. Yep. Uh, of the United States. So again, representation's key. I'm all for it. Let's let's see. Um, let's get over some of these stigmas and and. I'm hoping she does a, a, a great job and, you know, she can consistently make the Marlins a contender because then that only bodes well for other women that aspire to get into those positions. Yeah, and and unfortunately, whenever you're the first, all eyes are on you. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. But happy to announce that. Good for her. Um, all right, let's just jump right into here. COVID is just... <laughs> Just running rampant through the NFL and college ranks right now. It's our topic of conversation every week, but I think this week it's more true than anything. So many games got canceled in college football this week. So many games got canceled. Pitt canceled their game. Ohio State canceled their game. UCLA and I forget who else. I saw this last night, but the two teams that they were supposed to play, those games got canceled. However, UCLA and somebody else, they're going to play each other on Sunday so that they actually get a game in and it doesn't count against them. Okay. Don't know the rules behind the Pac-12s 
issues with rescheduling like that because in the Big Ten, it doesn't happen. Yeah. In the Big Ten, you miss a game, you miss a game. That's it. Tough luck. See you later. Bye. You got to have six to be able to play in the Big Ten championship, at least six games played. Um, so, yeah, that's the big thing to do with Ohio State losing a game this week. Um, they're already down one, which means they can't have another game canceled because that will only leave them with six. And if they have two more canceled, they're not eligible for the Big Ten championship. They're not eligible for the Big Ten championship, and they go 5-0, and oh, but three games or no contest because of COVID. How do you put them into the college football playoff? Yeah, it's tough. When they're one of the you know the top four teams ranked in the country right now. Yeah, they don't have that that leniency with the policy. There's no yeah. buffer, no buffer yeah. at all for the Big Ten. Big Ten was like, oh hey, we're gonna cancel the season. You guys gave backlash. Okay, fine, we'll give you a season. You want a season? Eight weeks straight, no room for bye weeks. Oh, if player test positive, they're out 21 days. Games are canceled. It goes no contest. You have to play at least six to be in the Big Ten championship. Yeah. So that's basically the Big Ten brass saying, you guys forced this. You wanted to play this, given all the circumstances. You know what? Here's our rules. Here's your rules. You got to follow them. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen with college football and how it's going to shake out. It's going to be a very light uh, championship game season. These bowl games are going to be different this year. Yeah, I mean, LSU-Alabama got canceled. You know, Mm -hmm. like, these aren't just... Your, you know, like your Mac schools or your your Sun Belt schools. I mean, these are your blue bloods of college football that are missing games due to this. We really don't know how it's going to impact things going forward. Yeah. So we'll see. There were some games on last night that I was slipping around in, kind of watching, just to kind of whet my appetite for the weekend in football. You know, today's slate, obviously, of games has changed due to the cancellations. I mean, I guess the biggest game of the day is Wisconsin versus Michigan, but Michigan's not ranked. They've, they've lost, you know, two in a row. Wisconsin hasn't played since October 23rd due to COVID. So it's like, it's a mess. It, it is. It is yeah. a mess. You know, we might be, we're not near the end, but, you know, there's hope around the corner, it seems, after the announcement this week of, you know, a possible drug, but you know, there's still a whole lot of time before that happens. And nothing's yeah. going to get greenlit in time for everybody to get a vaccine and play no. the rest of the season. Like, maybe, maybe there's some hope for next season. It's but, only going to get worse with the weather. I mean, we seen yeah. we we saw that. You know, NFL Steelers big scare this week with Roethlisberger being put on the the COVID list. Um, so I think I saw yesterday that he's off. Like he's good to play now. He's off. He passed. If he passes his COVID test today, he's good to play tomorrow. Which yeah. every all indications go that he will play tomorrow. Steelers are going to have a longer walk through today to kind of get him, um, you know, some some more time as far as in game preparation. Obviously, Ben's been in the league uh, forever, so Tomlin hates playing players that don't practice. Um. You know, how much does practice matter? Don't really know. Like, mm. we saw the Titans not be able to practice, but they came out there and beat Buffalo after two weeks of not practicing. Mm. So, that whatever your opinion and take is on that, it is what it is. But he is expected to play this week. Um, if he were to miss, so what? You give Ben Roethlisberger, who's, what, 37 years old, you give him a, a, an extra bye week. They're playing the Bengals this week. Um, but, again... 
you're undefeated, you're trying to trying to get that number one seed overall because the number one seed this year is the only seed that gets a buy in the playoffs. They expanded the playoff format, so if you're the Steelers, you had that week four bye. You're only one game up on the Chiefs right now for that number one seed. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to stay ahead of them because you need that bye week. Yeah. That that extra bye week coming in is fine because if not, then you're looking to run to the championship to the Super Bowl. You're looking at 19 weeks straight of football or 17 weeks straight of football, and that's way too many weeks to be playing straight. Yeah, it's a long, long streak, and I agree. They they definitely need to to work keep keep up the work that they've been doing because they've done a great job this season and much better than I expected them. I wasn't going to give them the credit for this, and um, yeah. I, if they keep it up, they they definitely deserve that that bye week. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, so yeah, the Steelers will play the Bengals. Not much of a rivalry there, you know. I think Steeler fans don't really necessarily hate the Bengals like we hate the Ravens and we mm-hmm. hate dislike the Browns because the Browns are you know that bully that runs his mouth. But as soon as they get punched in the face, they go and cry <laughs> to their mother. Um, the Bengals there for a while with. Vontez perfect and everything, just the dirty, cheap shots and everything else. Pac-Man Jones, like, that was the hatred with the Bengals. It was more because of the the dirty hits and whatnot. But, I mean, I can, you know, I don't care about the Bengals. We'll see what Joe Burrow does for the Bengals, you know, playing against that Steelers defense. Rookie quarterback, normally that bodes well for the Steelers. See if they can, can get to 9-0 and here. You know, moving forward. And then I'm excited to watch football because it's football. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, for some reason this season, it's just, it's not, um, I'm not watching it all day like I normally do. I mean, this really just, just changed everything, you know, it's, with everything, you know. It, it's changed viewing habits of how you watch stuff. It's changed, you know, your interest in it because, you know, if fans aren't in it, you know, maybe the game doesn't seem as interesting as it used to be. You know, there's, there's so many things that you know have changed this year with with watching sports and tv in general and like you would think coming into it it's like all right you know sunday i know i can watch game day in the morning from nine till kickoff mm-hmm. one to four watch a game four to seven thirty watch a game eight to midnight watch a game like literally all day yeah. football but it hasn't it hasn't been that way for me like and i don't know why um it could be like you said with viewing habits changed and whatnot, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see here what happens. But the more interesting thing is college football and how they're going to handle all this COVID and game cancellations and see yeah. if they're going to be able to actually be able to legitimately pick four teams to play in the call, you know, in the college football playoff. If we get there, yeah. That, if we get there, that's that's been my question all week. Is with numbers rising across the country or are we going to see, you know, much like, you know, the NHL did earlier in the year, much like the XFL had to do of, you know, midseason just shut shut down, you know, and the NFL has a little bit of leeway um, as far as dates go because they 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 do have the, the rights to book rooms and hotels around Tampa up to four weeks after the originally scheduled Super Bowl date. Okay. So they could push some things back 
They floated out the idea if games get canceled of doing uh, an 18 playoff um, in each conference to get to a Super Bowl champion to where like you would be seated and you know one would play eight, two, seven, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, like without buys and all that. So I don't know. Well, it's going to be interesting to see coming down the stretch how everything works out. Um, still a lot more games left to be played. You know, yep. it's week 10 in the NFL, so you still got seven more weeks of regular season action than playoffs. And so, yeah, we're by no means coming down the home stretch of it, but it, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Um, One thing I had for this week, um, change of course a little bit, did you see the Masters this week? John Ram on his birthday hit a hole in one, skimming across the water. So it was in a practice round. It wasn't in the actual yeah. round of the Masters, um, which has been it's been hurt due to weather delays and whatnot. You know, um, a lot of people coming into the weekend were were tied at the the top of the leaderboard. Tiger Woods was minus four. Um, Bryson DeChambeau was plus one. You know was projected to maybe miss the cut. I don't know if he made the cut or not. I didn't see. But, you know, you saw delays in the, in the Thursday morning round one mm-hmm. because of rain and that um, round two got suspended due to weather, you know, from the tropical storm that came through Florida. Um, so a lot of golf to be made up over the next two days. Yeah. It may move into Monday to actually get a, you know, the final round in and completed. Yeah, we'll see that. Hole in one was probably the craziest golf shot I've ever yeah, seen. I don't even know. I don't even know how you practice that. You know, <laughs> he skipped it off the lake and it kept the, the momentum. Off the pond and it kept the momentum and it circled. Like you guys haven't seen it, it was the, like the craze going around. I think it was Wednesday, Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday, but it was just one of the most insane things you'll see in sports. Was yeah, hit, if, was yeah, if you haven't seen it, it was crazy. Um, the college game day was live from the Masters today. So that was like a fun, interesting thing because obviously college football doesn't go on when the Masters goes on because the Masters is normally in April. So that that's interesting. The set looked really good there. I believe they were set up around Heyman's corner, which I think is hole sixteen, fifteen, sixteen on the course. Um that's a little cross promotion. Yeah, yeah. So something new, um, you know, because of COVID, they were able to do that, uh, which was interesting. So, um, you know, that that was good. But yeah, um, we'll see if they get it in before Sunday ends. If not, they'll have to wait till Monday to to crown the the green jacket to put that on somebody. Yeah, I don't like you said. It's it's different times, man. Like who would have thought really we'd is. ever see the Masters being played in November? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> come on. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at with things. Um, anything else in sports that you want to dive into? No, I think I'm good for those of us. All right. Well, that's this week in sports. We'll see you guys next week. All right, boys and girls, I think that's just about going to do it for us this week. Uh, the 11th episode is all wrapped up. Thank you for tuning in. You know where you found us this week, but you know, tell a friend. They can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and basically everywhere podcasts can be found. And make sure you follow us on social media at DumbMarksPod. That's at DumbMarksPod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then, as always, you know, shoot us an email if you don't want to follow us on social media. 
dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. You know, Steve, you got anything else for the week? No, not really. Well, I mean, I guess a couple of things. Um, one, like Chris said, you know, follow us, subscribe, rate, review, email the show, dumbmarkspod at dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, likes, dislikes, anything across the board. Um, we'll be glad to respond and interact with you going forward. Uh, just a couple of things uh, of note, interesting, that we didn't touch in bell to bell um, that I thought. So Kenny Omega got voted into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. Yeah, that can completely shock me whenever I heard that. Like, why? Yeah, I don't... You know, especially with, with his career in America, you know, just really starting... I'm not big on people going into Hall of Fames while they're still active competitors. That's the Meltzer yeah. bias coming in. It's got to be. Right. He did, He gave the Young Bucks and FTR five and quarter stars. Did he really? I think so, yeah. No. I think so, yeah. Five and a quarter, yep. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, the match was good. I, I, I didn't hate the match, but it's not, it wasn't five and a quarter. I think he did, yeah. yeah I think that's how the Young Bucks tweeted out. I mean, I might go back and rewatch that match once, but that's not a... To me, a five-star match is a match that I can go over and over and over again and watch, and that's... I don't think that's it. You know, I would go back and just watch. They did a lot of callbacks to tag teams of the past, Mm -hmm. um, more than what you may think when watching it live, so I do want to go back and watch that and see if I can pick up on on everything. Somebody tweeted out a list of all the callbacks that they had, um, which was almost... Like ten different tag teams. I remember. I definitely remember seeing the Hart Foundation and LOD. Steiners with the Bulldog off the top rope. Yeah. Um, there was, I believe, Rock and Roll Express was in there. Midnight Express. Like they, they covered a, a bunch. The Hardys, um, NWO, Kevin Nash with the Matt Jackson did the cigarette out on the back before the power bomb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I picked up on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. So there, there was a lot in there. So. Um, I, I think that their best match is yet to come. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But yeah, I mean, back to what we originally said. I don't I don't see why you put Omega in the the Hall of Fame other than just for clicks. But yeah. Whatever. Speaking of the Young Bucks, just real quick, um, for those that like to read, I'll, I'll do another book thing. Uh, their the Young Bucks book is coming out this week. This Tuesday, the seventeenth, uh, called "Killing the Business from Backyards to Big Leagues." Um, I, I did order that, so I'll see how that goes. That'll be interesting for two people writing a book, how that, right. how that reads. All right, and then uh, another interesting thing from wrestling, Cody Rhodes said uh, he wants to run for senator in Georgia at 40. He's 35 now, um, goals and aspirations, I guess, to move into politics. Um, five more years left of his wrestling career. Normally, like, you see people in their 40s are, like, in their prime prime yeah. in pro wrestling um you know aj styles in his 40s now and he's you know still go still go so, and he talks about being at the end of his career too but. right um hey i mean if that's what cody wants to do like yeah. no you know no knock on him for that um by all means that's that's fine you know he teased the cody 2020 while he was in ring of honor yeah. that was the the big joke there but Hey, I mean, you see guys like Ric Flair and Undertaker that just can never figure out their exit. Yeah. And, you know, at 35 and he's already thinking about his exit, if he follows through, good for him. You know, I'm not going to knock it. 
I mean, does he have to leave at 40? No. Like you said, he's going to be in the primary career. He could probably go to 45 and be fine. Um, and especially seeing how things go in AEW within the next five years, you know, could be a factor on if he decides to run or not as well. You know, being an executive vice president this large of a company, you know, if it continues to grow and expand, you know, maybe he changes his mind. But right. you know, if he plans on doing it, you know, that's definitely not a bad retirement plan. Yep. Nope. So the grandson of a plumber to U.S. senator, it's a good come up. I could I could already see his opponent going. He called himself the American Nightmare. <laughs> Just interesting there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't. Oh, the Undertaker, I guess in the interview said that the Fiend is the only character that he wishes he had a little bit more in the tank for 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 a match. Yeah. And said that you know Bray Wyatt and the Fiend character is the only strong character. That he sees in WWE right now. He's not really wrong. Uh, I mean, I don't think that. I don't think that's really a knock towards Roman. Um, no. But um, yeah, I mean, for a specific character, I th- yeah, I would agree with him on that. I mean, we did see Undertaker Bray Wyatt one time. Um, at this is a different. But this is a different, different Bray, though. Yeah, like character wise, you know, presentation wise, wrestling wise, it's different. I, you know. That would be a match that I would, I would get excited for. But knowing where Undertaker's at, like I don't, I don't want, I don't need to see it. No, yeah, we discussed so, that last week. Yeah. You know, it's it's time for him to really ride off. Um, the the documentaries for him on the network have been good. I haven't He's watched any of them yet. I really good. Do that. Really good. This su- Sunday tomorrow is the Brothers of Destruction mm-hmm. with him and Kane, and then I believe they cap it off next week with. Um, Broken Skull Sessions, okay. the pod, round two. That should be good. Yeah. So yeah, um, I really last, wanted to watch last, Paul Bear. Last week was Paul Bear. Um, so if you haven't watched those, watch those. Yeah, I looked it up. I think Paul Bear was like an hour. So definitely something I want to watch. Yeah. So anything else in uh, sports? Last last chance to put out any grievances. Maybe we'll do a Festivus where we air some grievances here coming up on Christmas cool in a couple weeks with that. Yeah. What are some grievances on things we've seen and whatever's kind of a year in review. Have. <laughs> if we were doing that, it'd be a seven-hour podcast. Can't do that. Uh, no, I think I'm good for the week. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we'd like to end the show here with a little quote to give you some uh, motivation or some inspiration during the week to keep you going. And this one from this week I saw from Snoop Dogg on Instagram, whether or not it's his quote or not. But okay. It says, stop trying to skip the fucking struggle. That's where character is built. Embrace it, learn from it, grow from it. And with that, you can catch us around the way. 